This message is brought to you by Croydon Tabernacle, a part of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. Our mission is reconciling the individual, community and the nation to God. Be blessed as you listen. Praise the Lord. Yeah, last week we spoke about love for all. Love for all. You know, love is not only for people that we love only or people that has done good things for us or to us only or people that we get on with only god wants us to love each other no matter what no matter the circumstances no matter the situation no matter what the enemy may be saying you know the love of god is constant the love of god never fails the love of God is always there. And you know, I, I'm so happy that I was in the Ramazan this morning and my brother was talking, he was saying, yes, God's love is real. God's love is genuine. God's love is permanent. But as God loves, there is still other side to God's love as well. As God is a God of love, he's also a consuming fire. You know, our God is also a consuming fire. You know, our, our God also judge righteously he judges right righteously so as he's spreading that love to you you also want you if you if you hear and he keeps warning and we are not making amendment he can decide to show the other side and the truth of the matter is that the benefit the great things that we have is that we can come to the presence of the lord we can open the pages of the bible and we can study the scriptures and we can apply that scriptures into our daily life so that God judgment will not come upon us and that's the benefit we have as children of God as Christians and we should be enhancing that benefit every day and every time we have the opportunity to read the scriptures or to listen to sermons like this or to even in your own closet listen to what God is saying God is always, he's always talking to us with love. Why? Because he doesn't want us to perish. But he wants us to come to the knowledge of truth. And my prayer is that God himself will continue to help us. In the mighty name of Jesus. You know, um, this morning we're just going to mention one thing. How to love. How to love. And we're going to be um, talking about avoid taking revenge. Avoid taking revenge revenge you know one of the best way to love is when you do not take revenge i i try i look for the definition of revenge and revenge is action of hurting or arming someone in return for an injury or wrong suffered at their hands revenge is an action of hurting or arming someone in return for an injury or wrong suffered in their hands. In John chapter 14, verse 6, John 14, 6, Jesus said that I am the way, the truth, and the life, that no one comes to the Father except through him. Jesus is an embodiment of love, and he's still saying again that he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. 
In Romans chapter 5, verse 5. Please, I want you to follow me. Because at the end of the day, it's going to lead us into a point where we will need to speak to God again. And ask God for help. And ask God for help on how to permanently deal with the spirit of revenge. You know, because revenge is not it's not an attribute of someone that loves his neighbor it's not an attribute of someone that loves god no the revenge is not of the spirit of god praise the lord romans 5 5 says now hope does not disappoint because the love of god has been poured out into our hearts by the holy spirit who was given to us the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. I'm sure all of us in this place, maybe, except in the exception of maybe few people, all of us are children of God. We have been filled with the Holy Spirit. All of us are believers. No, when we start, when we say that we should start praying now, all of us will know how we pray in our house. Some of us we can speak in tongues for an hour, for two hours. You know, we are we are Holy Ghost filled, and the Bible is talking to us. He is saying that the Holy Spirit, that the love of God has been poured into our heart by that Holy Spirit that is in you. So, for you to say that you can't love everyone. It's like you are saying that yes, by myself, well, maybe I will agree with you that by yourself, you cannot love everyone. But if it is true that the Holy Spirit has been poured into your heart, you can definitely love all. In the book of John, chapter chapter 15, I'm just trying to lay some foundation so that at the end of the day, when we pray, we really, really pray and ask God for help. John chapter 15 verse 26 it says but when the helper comes who shall send you who I shall send to you from the father the spirit of truth who proceeds from the father he will testify of me as his Holy Spirit is the one that pours God's love into our heart Holy Spirit also is also the spirit of truth is the one who reveals what the truth is to you and me every day. He's the one that will reveal to you that even as I'm speaking right now, that what's this man saying? Is it the truth? Holy Spirit will be reinterpreting it in your heart and he will be telling you, yeah, that is the truth. That is what the word of the Lord says. So truth becomes very hard if it is not softened by love. If you want to tell somebody the truth about anything now, and somebody, that person has done something terrible. And you're not saying it to them with love. You know, the probability of them getting your message might be very, very low. It might be very, very little. So truth, truth will now become very hard if it is not softened by love. So also, love becomes soft if it is not strengthened by truth. If you are saying that you love someone and they are doing something wrong, you are not able to correct them with the truth. That means that love is not strong enough. So the love you have for someone must be backed up with the truth. And that truth is in the word of God every day that we are reading. 
that we are carrying about. Avoid taking revenge. We're going to look at the at, a, at um, a passage where people like you and I, who are Christians, believers, like you and I, even though they had been with Jesus for a very, very long time, even though they, they knew the way Jesus operated, they knew what Jesus would do and what Jesus would not do. And yet, the first thing that came into their heart was to take a revenge. In Luke chapter 9, Luke chapter 9, from verse um, this 51 to 56. Luke chapter 9, verses 51 to 56. It says, Now it came to pass, please, I want, let's, let, just follow me and ask the Holy Spirit to, to help you to interpret this in, in, your, in your heart. He says, now it came to pass when the time had come for him to be received up that he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. This is Jesus here. It came to pass when the time has come for him to be received up. You know, he already set his face that he was going to the cross at Jerusalem. In verse 52, he says, and sent messengers before his face. As they went, they entered the village of the Samaritans to prepare for him. You know who the Samaritans are? You know, the Samaritans are part of Jews, but they are the section of people who had gone ahead to marry from other nations. They did not obey the law of God that you should marry among their brethren. They went to other nations and they married there. So some of them ended up worshipping the gods of those people. So he says, and verses, and sent messengers before his face, and they went. They entered the village of Samaritans to prepare for him. Verse 53 says, but they did not receive him because his face was set for the journey to Jerusalem. And when his disciples James and John saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them just like Elijah did? Now listen to what Jesus said to them. He says, but he turned and rebuked them and said you do not know what manner of spirit you are of he says you do not know what manner of spirit you are of for the son of man did not come to destroy men's life but to save them and they went to another village they went to another village if we get back home, let's go and read from verse 1 of that Luke chapter 9. You will know that in that Luke chapter 9, a lot of things had happened before we got to where we just read. You know, Jesus had sent out 12 disciples to go out and preach to all the nations in that place. 
In that same chapter, he had fed 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. In that same uh, chapter, you know, that was when Peter made a confession about who Jesus is. When Jesus asked them, oh, who do you think I am? And Peter said, Jesus is the Christ of God. And Jesus told him that it wasn't flesh and blood that revealed this to him. That was the Spirit of God. It was in that same chapter. And it was in that same chapter again that Jesus took three of his disciples, Peter, James, and John. He took them to that mountain to pray. They went there basically to pray. And as they were praying, you know, they just saw Jesus in glory. They saw Jesus um, with Elijah, with Moses, the three of them together. And they were so, you know, they were so caught up in the moment. You know, because Israelis, you know, they, they really believed so much in, in Moses. You know, everything Moses, you know, they, they so much, so much believed in him. So they were so happy to see things like that. And in their amazement, you know, God just spoke in between that. And God told them that Jesus, that this, that is Jesus, is my only begotten son. He says, hear him. Jesus told them. And if you look at the place we now read earlier in that 51 to 56, you know, it, must, it amazes me that it was that same John and James. You know, they were the first person that, say, that said to Jesus, wow, let's call down fire and kill these people. You no, know, it means that if Jesus had not been there, that is what they would have done. That is what they would have done. But please, I want you to lay emphasis on verse 55. And I want you to look at it critically. I want you to look at it with, you know, the prayer that we prayed earlier with the eyes of understanding. I want us to look at it with the spiritual eyes. And I want you to see what God is telling you inside of it. He says, but that's, that was the response of Jesus to Peter and John, to James and John, rather. He says, but he turned and he rebuked them and said, you do not know what manner of spirit you are of. You do not know what manner of spirit you are of. Now begin to think about it yourself. What manner of spirit are you of? Because if genuinely you say that you love God and you say that you love your neighbor, revenge will not even be something that will come into your mind about anything. About anything. You know, it's like James and John here, they did not know who they were. You know, they must have read the Bible several times. That's why they knew about Elijah. You know, they must have read the Bible, you know, where the Bible says, an high for an high. They must have read it. They must have read the scriptures. They must have listened to sermons. But unfortunately, the person they live with every day, Jesus, that they live with every day, they did not live the life that Jesus wanted them to live. You know, they were just following Jesus without a prior, a, a genuine knowledge of what Jesus is expect, expected from, of them. No, they, they did not have the deeper understanding of why they follow Jesus. 
No, that's why they can even look at Jesus. They can look at Jesus in the face and tell Jesus that, ah, let's call down fire. You know, I was thinking about it. You know, has there been a time where Jesus caught fire in, in the front of them? No, we didn't read it. It was not in the scripture. Jesus never, you know, he never. All he did was to be, to be, to be correcting people in love. You know, he corrected the Pharisees, the Sadducees. Most of the time, he, he confronted them. He loved because he wanted them to change. He doesn't want them to have the belief, their mindset of self-righteousness. Because he knew that self-righteousness will not take them anywhere. Then they need to put their righteousness only in the Son of God. But most of them didn't know that. They were just saying, oh, as long as I pay my tithe, if I give to the poor, I'm okay. But Jesus was telling them it was more than that. You know, it was more than that. So here, we saw James and John exhibiting that same quality, which some of us sometimes we do. You know, the first thing that we say, some of us sometimes we even say, ah, I have to take my revenge. It is until I revenge that I will have peace. And it's true, some people, until they take that revenge, that's when their peace comes. But the truth of the matter is now that what is, what is the type of spirit that was in them? Like Jesus was asking, say, what manner of spirit you are of? It means that anytime we think we want to take a revenge, the is equal to of the matter is that it is not the spirit of Christ in us. And Jesus is laying a strong emphasis on this. In, in, in now in verse 56, he now says, For the Son of Man, he says, did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. Unfortunately, Peter and John did not catch the revelation until then. That was why they could be speaking the way they spoke. Now, the Holy Spirit is challenging us this afternoon. Where are we? What manner of spirit are you of? The same question that Jesus was posing to his disciples. He says, you do not know what manner of spirit are you of. The dispensation of Moses is come. Where they say high for an high, if it was still relevant. You know, God will not say, this is my beloved son, hear him. He will have said this, as in T-H-E-S-E, Moses, Elijah, but he said this, Jesus alone. And Jesus alone that he wants us to follow is now telling us that you do not know what manner of spirit you are of. So anytime we are thinking of revenge, we need to start to, to come back to God. I know that revenge is not of God. Revenge is not of God. Deuteronomy chapter 32, 35 says, Vengeance is mine. Vengeance is mine. And recompenses. Their food shall sleep in due time, for the day of their calamity is at hand, and the things you come hasten upon them. Vengeance belongs to God, not to man, not to you, no matter what anybody may have done. No matter what. In Romans chapter 12, 
Romans chapter 12, I will read it from verses 17 to 21. Romans 12. He says, repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. He says, if it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. He says, beloved, do not avenge yourselves but rather give place to wrath for it is written vengeance is mine i will repay says the lord it is only the lord that will repay when you want to try and repay for god then you god will just sideline you god knows whatever the hurt you may be going through you are not alone god knows about it all we just need to do is just to leave everything in God's hand. Let God be the one that will fight your battle. Not you yourself. He says, therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him drink. For in so doing, you are, will heap coals of fire on his head. This last line now says, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. God does not want us to take any revenge. I don't know anybody here thinking about that. You know, this is always a time when you are in the presence of God to make amendment and say, God, I know it is only your spirit that is in me. That is why at the beginning we read that God pours his spirit on us. If the spirit of God is on you, revenge will never be something you, con you, you consider. It will never be something you consider. Why? Because God wants us to love all. And that is one of the major ways to love. You know, people are expecting you to revenge. But instead of revenge, you show love back. That person, God fights the battles of that person. That's what we have just read. That's what we have read. So it is never too late if what we are, we are contemplating that against anyone. It might even be against a colleague at work saying, ah, I will make sure I show that colleague, I'll make sure I take revenge. But it is never the answer. It is never, never the answer. No, I read the story of uh, John Pope too uh, in 1981. He was shot by a man in assassination at attempt. The man wanted to kill him. So the man shot him, but he didn't die. So he was um, hospitalized for years. And because of that, he was using sticks to walk. And in the process, you know, during the time the guy was, they caught the guy and he was in the prison, the Pope would continue to pray for this guy. He was praying, sending him letters. I think eventually, two years down the line, he went to visit this guy. He held his hand and looked the guy in the face and said, I forgive you. And it marks the beginning of a great relationship between them. Somebody who wanted, he shot, he actually shot him. 
you know they began a very good relationship with their families they had they began a good relationship and when Pope died you know they, those people those family came at the period and they said a lot of wonderful things about him imagine if the Pope had said oh yes he was even the one that recommended the guy to be released eventually and the guy was released and the, the entire family they could never stop saying a lot of good things about, about Pope and if Pope had been vengeful he would have said rot in jail you know the opportunity for reconciliation for that person's soul to be received by Christ will not be there and the same attitude God wants us to continue to follow he wants us to have attitude where we let go we forgive easily and not be vengeful because it is not of God that's why Christ was laying emphasis to his own disciples that they do not know what manner of spirit they are of so if you know the manner of spirit you are of you are that you are Christ you are called Christians because you belong to Christ then remove vengeance today it may be that we didn't know that yeah it's eye for an eye but we know now we know now that the, what Jesus wants what the Holy Spirit is saying that vengeance belongs to him not not to man a lot of stories we've heard before we've heard stories of someone who old thieves came into their house a long time ago and eventually the thief that came and killed the husband took their property away down the line gave his life to christ and the woman was now thinking how on earth he was in a church service and he just saw the thief mounting the pulpit to preach so the woman was now thinking how on earth will i forgive this one she burst crying and she said i can't forgive there's no way i can forgive this one but eventually she forgave and so this is the kind of life you know practical ways that god wants us to live it is not only good enough to memorize the scriptures but to live the scriptures and that's why god is making it clear that we should hear him hear him that is jesus alone hear him only him alone only him remember he was the only one without sin Moses came, he sinned. Elijah sinned. Maybe that was why he was angry and called out. Called out those, um, you know, the, the fire from heaven. You know, the last guy, the last guy that the king sent was now pleading. Ah, please, so, uh, he knew uh, that. Please, don't call out fire. That is anger in another level. But Jesus, he knew no sin. He did not. The only thing he did was to carry all of our sins. So that we'll get to the point where we know the manner of who we are made of. That was his mission. He wants us to get to that point where every decision we take, it will be what will Jesus do in this manner? Because Jesus will not take revenge. Even they were nailing him at the cross, he didn't say they should fall down and die. If he, if he said it, they would have fallen and died. But he did not say that. He said, Father, forgive them for they, for they know not what they are doing. So please, let's make a conscious decision today to pray. To pray for God, to God. That is where we are going to today. So that we rise up right now, we pray to God. God, please help me. Help me in this my journey of life. Not to ever, ever take revenge. 
and to pray. Ask God for help to reveal who you are. We've prayed that prayer in the beginning. We're going to pray it again. So that we know the manner of the spirit that is in us. If it is not God's spirit, leave it right now. If you are thinking of revenge, then it is not God's spirit. According to what we have read today, what the Holy Spirit have told us today. Ask God for help. Ask God for help today. Ask God to, to open the eyes of your understanding so that you can, you can grasp exactly what God wants you to grasp. In the mighty name of Jesus. Ask God for grace to stand strong. Ask God for grace. Ask, ask him. Ask him. You know that matter that is making you to think, yes, I have to do, I have to show them. I have to do my own back. Commit that matter to God. Commit the matter to God. Remember the story of David and, and Nabal. David and Nabal. In 1 Samuel chapter 25, when we get home, we can go and read it. 1 Samuel chapter 25. You know, Nabal was so mean to David and his servant. He was supposed to feed them, give them something to eat. Because David and his people had been, they had been protecting him for a long time. They protected his sheep, his everything, his belongings. But instead of him to, to give them what they wanted, he was just busy mounting off. He was saying all sorts of things to them. He was saying all sorts. And thank God for the life of Abigail, neighbor's wife. You know, Abigail approached David in the right manner. And David, instead of taking revenge on neighbor, he withdrew. And he said something which I want you to listen to in 1 Samuel 25, 32 to 33. Because that is going to help us to pray. 1 Samuel 25, 32 to 33 says, Then David said to Abigail, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel who sent you this day to meet me. And blessed is your advice. And blessed are you because you have kept me this day from coming to bloodshed and from avenging myself with my own hand. No, God does not want you to avenge yourself. He says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. So if there is, is, is a possibility that that is in your heart, that something had happened, that you are thinking about revenge, you are thinking about giving it to that person back, please commit it to God this afternoon. Ask God for help. Ask God for help. Ask God for help. Ask God himself to reveal himself to you. To re reveal the manner of spirit that is in you. Because that is crucial. That sometimes we make mistakes because we don't even know what is in us. Because we are Christians, yes, it is the spirit of God that should be in us at all times. So ask God to reveal himself to you every day. Every day of your life. Please, let's pray to God. Pray, please close your eyes and pray to God this afternoon. Pray to God this afternoon. Ask God for help. Ask God for help because it is not enough to love people with mouth. The love must be shown. It must be practical. It must be practical. Ask God for help. In the mighty name of Jesus. Just you are still speaking to God. Speak to Him. Speak to Him. Speak to Him this afternoon.
please speak to him tell him no matter what you are committed to him to the end Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, lover of my soul, Jesus, I will never let you go. And you've taken me, you've taken me. From the Mary you set my feet upon the rock. Now I know. Say I love you. I love you. I need you. I need you. Oh my world before. Oh my world before. I will never let you go. My Savior, my Savior. My closest friend, my closest friend, and I will worship you. I will until the very end. See, I love you. I love you. I need you. Although my world may fall, my world may fall, I'll never let you go, my Savior. My closest friend, my, my closest friend, and I will worship you. I will worship you until the very. Tell him I will worship you until the very end. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Lord Jesus, we just want to say thank you. We declare our total love for you. Not only with the words of mouth, but with actions. With genuine action. That we love you so much. Thank you for what you have done for us today. Thank you because we know you have answered our prayers. Thank you for your children. Thank you for anyone that may be on the point of wanting to take revenge. That they have left hold to you to look after. Thank you because from now henceforth we will be able to know the, the manner of the spirit that we are made of. Thank you because this word that you have spoken to us this afternoon, you will continue to expand it in our heart. And it will continue to be our daily life. It will be what we, what we do, what we use every day. Father, we thank you. Father, I say for our thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, if there is anyone here that is hurting because you are the bam in Gideon, Lord, you will suit our hearts in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God Almighty, we fight battles every day. In the name that is above every other name, you will fight our battles for us. In the mighty name of Jesus, the one we can see and the one we cannot see, we leave everything in your care. Oh Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus, that you will fight our battles for us. It shall be well with us. It shall be well with us. As we have prayed for Peter, 
you said that yes the enemy has tried to save you he said but i have prayed for you in the name of jesus you will pray for us today in the mighty name of jesus the enemy will not be able to save us in the mighty name of jesus we will follow you until the very end in the mighty name of jesus thank you jesus for what you have done in jesus name we pray amen in jesus precious name we pray in jesus mighty name we pray amen hallelujah please let's put our hands together for jesus thank you jesus for everything that you have done we love you jesus thank you lord thank you thank you for listening we hope that you were ministered to through this message if you have any comments on this presentation or would like to contact us our address is 38 to 40 parsons meet west croydon cr0 3sl to speak to a member of our team you can call us on 0208 our website address is www.croydontabernacle.org.uk thank you and god bless